Howard Stern. Oqua, 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 Tangent One. What are you saying? Oqua, 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 Tangent One. I'm just gonna go, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. People have made a career out of yeah, you know? Yeah. Bummed out about that uh, iPhone announcement. I actually have a little bit of tape from it. It's, uh, you know, I get really uh, turned on when there's a new iPhone. And then it seemed to me, from what I gathered from my investigative, you know, I don't know anything about computers and things, but it seems like. There's a titanium. The new phone's going to be made out of titanium. In other words, they made a big announcement and told you they're going to glue it together differently. And the camera is capable of making a major motion picture. But it's kind of like I just use the camera for, you know, taking video of Beth rescuing cats. So I, I don't really, I'm, I don't know. I'm not going to go on a movie you set with my new camera. You don't need a camera. No. No, I mean, in the promo, they were, like, showing you a whole film crew making an entire film with your iPhone. All of them I, with phones? <laughs> I got to tell you, I made a professional movie. There's something really exciting about going on set and seeing those big cameras, those big movie cameras. You make, It makes you feel like you're doing a movie. Honestly, if I had to shoot my movie today on an iPhone, I'd be really bummed out. I'd be like, I could have done this at home. Well, so when they I, say check the gate, what gate do you check? Yeah, I don't know. No gate. <laughs> anyway, here it is. Here's the big announcement. And the dynamic island looks fantastic on the Super Retina XCR display. Oh, yeah. They used a lot of big words like Super Retina, the the NIT, uh, N-I-T, like NIT. Here, you'll hear. And then it's like the A, B, C, D, E, F, G. Yeah, because uh, she just said the AR of uh, yeah. something. <laughs> I was like, what? What are a all lot these of letters? Wow, gobbledygook. And the dynamic <laughs> island looks fantastic on the Super Retina XDR display, which uses OLED technology. And now <laughs> it's even brighter. Peak HDR brightness reaches 1600 nits. So HDR nits. photos and videos will look better than ever. Aren't nits those little lice eggs that, you know, when lice lay eggs, it's a nit. I know. No, I don't maybe know. Not. Ever. The titanium encases a new aluminum substructure that is bonded using solid state diffusion. Yeah, basically what does they that glue do it for me. Uh, they glue <laughs> it together differently. No, this but she's saying it's got aluminum under it, so I don't. And care. it's bonded, and it's bonded <laughs> differently. Three first innovation using a new thermomechanical process that joins these two metals with incredible high strength. And while anodizing mm. is commonly used on titanium, cool. we chose to use a PVD coating as added protection while introducing color. With hardware-accelerated ray tracing, A17 Pro can run these graphics smoothly at much higher frame rates than with oh. software-based ray tracing. Great. A-E-I-O-U, sometimes Y. Hold on, Robin. I'm sure this stuff means something to someone. Oh, Robin, look. It's the Who? woman. Who is it? From Apple, who made oh. the announcement. Hi. The new iPhone 15 has an A12 titanium carbonite HDMI LCD 5.3280X Bixer operating system. Well, you will come in your pants when you see the 3000 nit display with anodized titanium case. 
Are, are you telling me I'm going to come in my pants when I see the new iPhone? <laughs> the resolution is so crystal clear it will melt your tiny human mind and drive you to madness. Nerds are coming everywhere. Well, you know, look, I am going to buy, ma'am, I'm going to buy the new iPhone. You don't have to sell me because I always buy it and I always assume it's going to be, you know, it's going to be life changing. But uh, iPhone you know. went back in time and murdered God. Tim Cook is God now. Wow. I wonder how my dick pics will look when I send them to bed. Our new dick pic technology is incredible. <laughs> it will show the dick pic technology will give the appearance of 0.12 extra micrometers of length and 0 0.05 nanometers of girth. Hey, I need girth and length. So thank you, ma'am. And uh... Apple can provide both. This is the pinnacle of computing technology. You will never need another device ever again until we build a new one in six months, at which time your laptop will self-destruct. <laughs> Gotta tell you, you sound so futuristic. Uh, are you hot as well? I am very hot. I have been programmed to be hot by Tim Cook. Steve Jobs could never create a woman so hot. In other words, if uh, Steve Jobs had lived, we would never see titanium phones. From what I understand, uh, only Tim Cook could have brought us that. Steve Jobs never heard of titanium. He would be homeless on the street were he alive. Tim Cook is all. Tim Cook loves titanium. Titanium is God, and Tim Cook is God. And if Tim Cook had a penis, I would suck it. Do you uh, only fuck nerds, or uh, do you ever go out with like guys like Brad Pitt? Only and Tim Cook. Beats. Brad Pitt Only doesn't <laughs> look so good anymore. I have uh, many nits in my <laughs> vagina. I've been, I've been waiting to hear that forever. <laughs> Gary said he was watching TV with his wife Mary the other night, and she finally said, you know, Brad Pitt looks a little bit older. Finally. Uh, I mean, men were celebrating. older, but he still looks good. That's what I said to Gary. Mary will still fuck Brad Pitt. Don't worry That's about right. it. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Thank you, Apple Brad, lady. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's go to Mindy in Maryland. Good morning. We got a busy show today. I got a lot to tell you about, but uh, let's take a few phone calls. Mindy in Maryland. Hi, how are you? I'm good. I was just wondering where Marianne from Brooklyn's been. She hasn't been on the phone in so many, like, quite a long time. I just want to make sure she's okay. I see she's on the phone. Should I pick her up? Yeah. Do you want to stay on with her or do you want to... Just listen to her. Oh, I'll stay on and say hi to her. Okay. <laughs> Mindy's good wish is going to come true. Here comes Marianne from Brooklyn. Brace your eardrums. Hi, Marianne. <laughs> good morning, Howie. Good morning, Mindy. How nice of you to ask about me. What a surprise. What a day. I'm so excited. Good morning. Oh, All we need is Howard in our lives. Okay, <laughs> yeah. Mindy, now I got to talk to Howard. Howard, I got to tell you about Fred. Fred was on summer school, which I was totally devoted to on Howard 101 all summer long. And I had also called about this question when Robert was on, but my phone got disconnected. So Fred gave me such a compliment. Fred, I want to thank you so much for saying this is a great day, Mindy and Fred. Fred, you were so good to me. There, Mindy, oh, you got wow. your wish. Yeah. How was that, Thank Mindy? Was that... Yeah. Thank she wouldn't you. even let you. I appreciate it. Hope you guys you were are so... doing well. I love listening you... to your show. You were so nice to her, and she didn't even let you get a word. She, she had no time for you. <laughs> yeah. That's okay. 
I, uh, I understand. All right, there's Let's Mindy. Was, she was really concerned how... Uh, yeah, she hadn't heard Marianne. She wondered how she was. Speaking of Fred, he was on a, a thing we did over the summer, summer school. The idea being, you know, hey, let's give you some live program while Robin and I fucked off. And uh, <laughs> Best show on Sirius. What are you saying? Summer school. Why Why are you saying that? Is that real or are you saying it because they had you on? Deceived. Because they had oh, me okay. on. <laughs> I was thinking about you yesterday. Boy, are you a weirdo. My wife heard that, too. She was like, Fred sent a blank check. But she was very, she was like, you know what? That can happen. You know he made what? a mistake. I'm and, uh, still baffled by that whole fucking thing. I, I yeah. really thought that maybe Ronnie was putting me on. But uh, I don't think he's that good of an actor. So, uh, again, my apologies to Ronnie. And uh, the check will be in the mail this time. I'll fill it out and make sure. I'll even take pictures of me doing it. <laughs> Do we have those clips of Fred on summer school? Or, or there was a couple of things that I heard about. I didn't hear Fred on summer school, but uh, evidently he took a defensive driving class, which was yeah. funny to me. What's that I all guess, about? I well, don't know. Well, let's I, hear I, I the guess, clip. I don't know if I even have the clip. Hold on a sec. Do I have it? Okay, I do. Okay, I got some clips. You want to hear? I mean, it's. I want to hear about Fred needing to learn to drive at this advanced age. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, when Fred's on there describing all, I zone out. But yeah, I, 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 I heard there was a problem with my answer as to why. And, and that, by the way, was sort of another joke that kind of fell flat. Cause, uh, when we were talking about what I've been doing over the summer, I mean, there were things that I was doing. I visited Robin. I visited Gary. Uh, I've been doing some biking. I've been doing some hiking. I've been doing some walking. I've been, uh, uh, staying away from alcohol. Those are the things I was doing this summer. And wow. I, I kind of came up with this thing. It was, it was meant to be a joke and it turned out not to be funny. So, oh, you mean you didn't take a defensive driving course? No, I did take course. a defensive driving course, but uh from what I understand, it was made to sound like it was like months. It was 2 days. Oh. 2 okay. days. I don't know. I I don't mean I I love Fred. I've worked with Fred many years, but I don't know when he starts talking. I don't I know, know what you he's have, talking you about. You have uh, what is it? I uh, zone out on you. Yeah, you have like attention deficit or something. I yeah, I do. I no, when it comes Fred to you. Deficit. Yeah, I mean, I, <laughs> oh, come on, Robin. You I mean, have to listen to ass this early in the morning. <laughs> listen to this uh, clip. Fred, what's the summer been like for you? Well, I've been uh, taking a defensive driver course because uh, I just want to keep my insurance rates down. And uh, I took the uh, defensive driver's course about four years ago because uh, I'd had a ticket and uh, I thought that the ticket was going to be reduced in points, and it wasn't. But I did find out what happens is that they give you more points. It's almost like they're, they're giving you credit. So if you lose your license, for example, for eight points, they extend it up. You, you can get up to 11 or 12 before they finally yank your ticket. Fred, if you don't mind me asking, how many... Bring back the lady from Apple. I want to hear about the new... Uh... She I mean, was the not more understandable. Yeah, yeah I know. It's a little yeah. complicated. What can I say? Uh, what else do I have here? Mehmet had a real hard-on for you, too. Yeah, he some... I saw that. What's his yeah, he deal? Thinks, he, he thinks something's fishy with Fred's driving. I, and that, he... that I'm curious about. I saw that, and I was like, what? I, I mean, Mehmet, I looked what are you at thinking? It and... I don't know. Mamet, where are you? What do you think is going on with Fred? He's got something against me, and I don't know what it is, and I'm sorry that he feels that way. Mamet also felt that when uh, Fred was on summer school that 
Rasan and Gary were aggressively complimenting Fred. I loved that, by the way. I, I actually, I actually Fred likes aggressive actually, actually, I thought they were goofing on me when they when they started uh, with all the uh, accolades. I'm going like, okay, when's the shoe going to drop? They're going to like start laughing any second now. But it seemed very serious, so uh, I can't complain. Mehmet has complaints. Hey, Mehmet. I don't. What do you think? What do you think? Hey, Mehmet, what, well, what do you think is going to start on? With the, the, the driving or the, the, driving. the ass kissing? Well, you well didn't I'm really... not responsible for the ass kissing, Mehmet. Well, you took it, though. You did accept it. And oh, what am I supposed to it? say? You guys are wrong. You guys are assholes. Well, I mean, all right, that, let's, let's someone's work. complimenting you. You say thank you. Let's work oh, out boy. to that. Let's talk all about right, the driving. Matt, what about the driving? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I know it's it's hard to get through that clip, but his explanation it just sounded so weird about like, oh, I took a defensive driving course because I got four points. and I thought I was going to get credit, but they ended up adding points. It's to no, me. It sounded like you, go back and listen again, my mate. You got it wrong. You got the story. You can try wrong. to play. I'm not going power. back and listening again. No, I'll he has that. to go back and listen to it. Either that, or don't listen to the summer show. The, the you other seem thing to have is, a comprehension problem, like how. Well, I want. I, I was also a guest, and I wanted to see what I was getting into, so I was kind of like preparing. But with the driving thing. Also, I feel like he must be a really dangerous driver because yeah. I looked up, you got four points. And I was like, what do you have to do to get four points in New York? Speed. Four, no, 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 no. Four points is like driving with intent to kill or something. It's oh, like literally, you're it's like, just no, no, I'm not up. making I'm stuff so, up. I'm so, uh, no, 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 no. God, this so, is pathetic. Wait, wait, wait. No, I, I'm not making anything up, Fred. I looked this, this up. Now you realize why everyone's afraid of Fred. The guy drives <laughs> with the intent to kill. I'm, I'm, I'm Listen, baffled by this guy. T- someone do the fact checking backstage right now. Four points is like Please. hit and run. If you hit and run in New York <laughs> no. State, it's four points. Man, it's no. leaving the scene of oh, a crime. No, no, I, gotta, I feel so bad for you. I got a speeding ticket Please. this summer. Remet, someone Remet. tell me if hit and run Remet. is four points. I, I, I got so a speeding ticket this, this summer. What do you feel? And it was four points. I, I, you should feel bad for me. I'm driving on the roads you are with my family and baby. And what, what, listen, you oh, just said on. it can't be four points. <laughs> it's four anyway, points of speeding. Mamet uh, was very. You see, Mamet doesn't understand. What? What uh, don't I understand? Here's your personality, Everything. okay? And I'm not going to dwell on this because I got too much to get to. Yeah. But let me let me explain your personality to you. So when Fred or Robin go on summer school, you perceive that they're getting their ass kissed. And here's what happens. Perce- so like Gary, Gary okay. will say something like, you know, Fred, what about your summer? What are you doing? No, no, and, no. And Fred no, answers. That's not here's what, what it you is at do. All. You want to know what you do? You go like this. Um, uh, Gary will say to you, Mamet, um, so what, when you were in the army, what was it like for you? You know, try, throwing you a softball and you go, Gary. Don't you know I was in the Air Force? Why don't you know anything about me? You know everything about Fred, but you get me wrong. And then Gary will go, hey, Mamet, I'm sorry. I don't spend that. Hold on. Then Mamet, Mamet, I don't spend every minute memorizing if you were in the Army or the Air Force. Oh, yeah, but you'll do that for Fred. And and I'm in the Air Force, and, and that's just not cool that you don't remember, and you should do a little research. And the guy will go, you know what, fuck you, my man. And then it gets into a big argument. So, so Howard, you, that's why you back. get into trouble. Let okay, go back. ahead. You haven't yeah. listened to the shows. You've said that. If you did listen to the shows, what you would hear... I, <laughs> as you should because yeah. i was listening to the robin and fred episodes and right. it was like a human centipede of people with their tongues up each other's asses getting ass kissed and, and i enjoyed it wait a minute you were at the head of it i was told i was belligerent 
Well, you but were. You were getting your ass kissed. I don't know what your deal I was. She doesn't even know. Completely getting I didn't even accept it. As yeah, Robin's just, problem is no, they kiss her ass and she thinks they're arguing. That's why I didn't make a lot of Robin on there because she did push back. But no, here's the thing. So I heard I was going to be invited as a guest on summer school. So I was like, oh, let me listen and see how this sounds. I want to hear what. And, and the questions they asked Fred were literally like, why are you so great? When did you realize you're so great? How does it feel to be so great? <laughs> then I By get the way, on the I show. agree with none of that, but thank you for the compliments. Then I get on the show and it's like, immediately it's like, why do people hate you so much? Why do you suck? <laughs> uh, how long have you sucked for? And I was yeah. just like, what the fuck is this? I thought we were like but, all going to go on there and get you know that's, You know that's not what happened. That, you know, we, we had you on. You're immediately out oh, of the box. callers that com- say you No, suck. you started the show combative. Like you came out like a rocket ship. And then I no, said, no, no. The I second said, I, I said, walked in the studio before we even started filming, they're like tearing apart my outfit, saying I look like shit. They, they, he's saying like, he wears the shoes hat. I wear we are racist somehow. It was insane. I mean, how am I supposed to perform under conditions like that? Here's a montage of Mamet putting everyone on staff down on summer school. <laughs> well, but, how would okay. I describe you, Mamet? I would say you are... Beloved, a I, fan favorite. I, everyone but me is perfectly content to go on the air and just ramble on inanely and be... <laughs> boring i do stand above the rest in a lot of different ways what's bold is that i actually try to comb my hair and iron my clothes and around this office yeah everyone looks like a slob if i was a listener and i saw me on the street i would be like oh my god you're fantastic i don't ever want to cause the radio show to suck or be bad and i feel like a lot of people around here don't think like that sometimes and it shows i really do kind of look at myself as like a van gogh figure on the show i do think i've made great contributions to the show and i'm only shocked when i don't come up is when people are naming like the best people on the show no one ever compliments me listen you can slice moments together and make some <laughs> like, anyway. you mean like the ones you slice together of uh us kissing fred's ass like that but that is that is true the, the context the context of of those clips you have to understand again i thought i was walking in there thinking i was going to be getting my ass kissed i was in the fight for my life with those questions i mean i, I was really you, having Mamet, to like defend myself as a person who exists Mamet, in this world i agree with the comment you made you are like van gogh because right now you're making me want to cut my ears off both of them and i uh my, my point but, was not but, to say i'm a great artist my point is to say i'm underappreciated which i think okay. Everyone outside of this well, building well, probably you understands. Have the, you have the knowledge that after you die, you will be appreciated. I think one day when Howard is older and he's like, you know, going through the, 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 the yearbook of his life and looking back on people, he will say, God, I did not appreciate that guy enough. Yes. Yeah. I think I will be saying that. There you go. I think I will be saying that. I think you're right about that. Do you want to hear well, the anyway. Fred ass kissing? I mean, I think that's yeah. But by good the too. way, why did you put all the ass kissing sound effects in? Because it's hard to by even. By the way, hear they the were clips. very low. I, 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 they I, yeah. I, there's no sound effects. That was what was actually happening on the air. All right. Here is Mamet. I'll play Mamet's tape because it'll bug him if I don't. Uh, there's no, a lot I, of ass because ass kissing sound effects mixed in, which confused the fuck out of mm-hmm. me. But uh, you know, I'm trying to set it up properly. They're blowing. This is what is what Mamet, This is this is Mamet uh, claiming that Fred got one big blowjob on the air. Your batting percentage is like as high as it could be. You're like at point nine 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 nine. Listening to you talk about the drops right now, to me, it sounds a lot like LeBron James or Magic Johnson talking about you using your court vision to just guide you as the show goes along. Really does require that type of focus and commitment. Why didn't you go to like a good school on a scholarship? Like you, you like it just seems like you're smart. 
Fred is a genius. Are you humble? It really is more of a matter of uh, a discipline. You're so humble, Fred. What's the best thing about fame? And the best part about it is when people are nice to you. If they say something to you, it's like, oh, man, uh, Fred, I love you. You're a gentleman. And Fred is the one who came up with the idea that I should enter to the Tarantella, which is Italian music. And by the way, Fred, my family loved it. <laughs> the, the part I was really screaming at my radio was when... And listen, Fred is talented, and I grew up listening to him, and I think he's very funny. But the point where Rasan is comparing him to LeBron James, and Fred doesn't go, that's insane. He's like, yeah, you're right. It's, it's I, the exact I same mindset really and discipline. Was, oh, that was crazy. I really thought he was fucking with me, but then no. I saw he was serious, and I wasn't going to goof on him. Why would I you mean? think he was fucking with you? Because at that point, you had had your ass smooched for like 40 minutes when that clip happened. You know what? It's their show. I'm not going to stink up their room. There's uh, Matt on the phone in Pennsylvania. What do you want to say, Matt? Let me guess. He doesn't hey, like me. Good morning. I just wanted to remind you, Matt was on uh, summer school last year, and he spent the first half an hour complaining that Rasan didn't promote his appearance oh, yeah. uh, with enough excitement versus uh, how he did with Richard and Sal. You have to add context to these th these statements because, yes, while that's true, again, Rasan, like every day, would say, oh, my God, I'm so excited. We're getting Sal on the show tomorrow, one of the greatest people in the history of the show. Every day would be that kind of introduction for the person. And then when it was my episode, it was, uh, and we're having my man on tomorrow. See, and Howard, here's what Anyways. Well, hold on. And then we pull the <laughs> clip. We pull the clip of Rasan promoting it. And Mehmet, it's almost like he didn't hear it. We're like, this is the fine. day before. We're promoting that you're coming on the show. Rasan does this whole thing. Mehmet's coming tomorrow. We're really looking forward to it. And Mehmet goes, yeah, I don't know. But <laughs> as, much as, as much as you guys, you know, like to shit on me, I do think... I do resonate with a with a strong majority of the audience who doesn't call in, doesn't email. Like they, someone was telling me, I had the most downloaded episode of summer school. Like people like me, and I, I, despite who told what you, you guys. That? Someone upstairs told me that. Where are you getting this information? I, you know what, Matt, I'm going to give you a set pack. And I, and I love you and I love working with you. And, yeah. I, and I think you do a great job. But but having said that, 99.9% .9 of this audience has no idea who Mehmet is. If I tell anybody Mehmet is coming on summer school, they go, isn't that some Arab sheikh who, uh, you know, is in the right. oil or business? Or is that the doctor who ran for Senate, Mehmet Oz? Uh, right. Yeah, yeah. Mehmet. <laughs> I mean, I don't know that the audience is really sitting and thinking about you. Well, the people who are, are, are keyed in do, do enjoy me. I see. All right. Well, That's the keyed-in audience likes you. I, I get it. I, yes. I think when the, you're the on kind of summer person school, who likes me, you know, has a job. They've probably gone to college. They're not sitting on oh hold for God. hours. What's They're not going. How do I email the Howard Stern show? They're the busy with their lives. Like, where's the, what's the basis of this research you're discussing right now? Well, I, I we told you people upstairs were like, oh, we got so much. Uh, Which so people? Many, who, who in particular? I don't. I, I mean, I, I don't. I, I'll give you names later. But yeah, uh, people searched for my name. People downloaded the episode, and you know, they said it went really well. Yeah. Well, okay. Uh, hey, you went uh, and looked I'm for your results. That. No, people come to me. <laughs> uh, 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 okay. All right. Everyone well, thought you were the best on summer school, and it's available on demand if anyone wants to hear it. <laughs> As is you two, Robin and Fred, getting your ass kissed on there. Not searched for as much as me. I mean, I read the, the emails. It was Mamet completely lacks any sort of self-reflection, introspection, and respect for anyone I but himself. I just realized, you know, he shows at some point contempt I have for to the rest of the staff advocate. by claiming they are the problem and he is a genius. That's the email I read. But, you know, uh, what can I tell you? 
whatever. Well, anyway, listen, I love you. I don't have anything against you. In fact, my met did a really no, nice likewise. job. He, he covered Gary out in L.A. During the summer, I should probably get to oh, some of these gotta things. Oh, we got to talk about that. Yeah. So, Mehmet, I gave him the assignment that Gary had something called a vinyl party. I think most of our audience does know about this. Gary's really into vinyl records. And I don't know. Gary, how does this come about? You you go out to L.A. every year and what, host a party? No, we, we uh, the, uh, the summer school goes out to L.A. every year. So we were looking for an event. And uh, management came up with the idea, let's do Gary's vinyl party. I'm like, okay, that sounds cool. So um, we've talked about the vinyl parties on the air, how we do them in somebody's living room. And uh, 10 or 12 people get up and you have a theme and then they present a, a, a song. And so All right, I'm going to cut you up because when you start when you start explaining, I, I have to agree with Mehmet. I mean, Gary gets up at this vinyl party and he starts telling stories about vinyl. <laughs> I mean, They're it is so stories. Ooh. It's horrible. <laughs> I mean, after all these years of putting him on the radio, he just can't tighten up. I promise I, I will stop talking about myself, but I feel like this is just yet again another example of why I'm underrated as a correspondent. Like when you talk about correspondents, you're always like, Wolfie, 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 he's the best, he's the best. Yes, Wolfie goes to a place where like, you know, people get fists up their ass. I had to sit through this. And I'm telling you, when you hear this tape. <laughs> why, but Matt, why do you have to? Wolfie is the best. He's fantastic. And you know, I he's wasn't even good. thinking about, I wasn't thinking about Wolfie. I was thinking about what a good job you did. Oh. And then as soon as you compare yourself to Wolfie and you go, I'm better than Wolfie. Didn't and say Wolfie better. Goes, you know, whatever he is, uh, like, why bring him into it? Why not just shine? Wolfie, Wolfie doesn't this. bring it's you. Fine. You know what I no, mean? Wolfie, well, what is yeah, it? Oh, why am go. I getting thrown under the bus? I didn't, not I didn't do what he No, you rightfully get complimented. I, I And you and I are good friends. I'm just saying it is just a constant Wolfie blowjob. Can, can I tell you what I heard? Blowjob. The guy does a great job. Yeah. He went to Fist As Fest and brought some back. Some of the, I. Listen. You, I, 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 I understand. But why to, do you have to bring up Wolfie? Yeah. Be because no one brings up me in the same context. I'm just <laughs> but saying. But you're on now. You're, about you, you right now. <laughs> so it's my opportunity to make the point that's been on my mind. That's all I'm saying. He did the same but, rap on summer school. And I'm like, why am I getting kicked in the head for doing a good job? I, I don't I don't understand. I, He's my, jealous. My point is, yes, Wolfie goes here's to my point. and it's good. Okay. Mamet, here's the real point. I'm with you now. And I say, I set you up. Talk about a blowjob. I go, Wow, Mehmet did a great job covering the vinyl part. Thank you. You hear that and then take the opportunity to get on before and go, you know, everybody kisses Wolfie's ass and everyone <laughs> says Wolfie's the best. But I covered this and I had to sit and I'm like, whoa, 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 where did Wolfie come? You see what you do? And then you get into a big argument with everyone. Okay, well, listen, I, I, I appreciate it. I'm just saying that right, you know, maybe in the future when you say, hey, we have so much great correspondence on the show, Wolfie. Mamet, you know that's all I'm saying. That's it. You've got oh complimented for yeah, I your Lenny it. Dykstra coverage. Thank you. you so, you, like, you, like you I went and covered naked yoga. I did on. naked yoga. Wolfie doesn't yeah. do anything like that. But what, why do you have to attack Wolfie? I'm not attacking. I'm comparing. You, mean, you know, here's, I, no. Here's I what it is. Much clearer. If I, I compliment, good, and I enjoy. If what I Wolfie compliment does. Wolfie on his work, you see that as an insult to you. Howard, so do you. If someone calls in and they were just like, you know, I love this show. Robin is the best host on earth. Robin, 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 Robin. You'd be like, what the fuck? And you know I'm joking when I make, when, when I do it, I go, please don't talk about ingest. Robin. Oh, I see. Oh, okay. my God. Uh, all right. Well, anyway, uh, let's get back to Gary's vinyl party. Yeah, I don't and Wolfie, want to 
Wolfie, please help out with this because, uh, you know. Uh, okay. Matt needs help. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's yeah. Not yeah. So I can give you some pointers. Yeah, please. Are you, are you okay to share the spotlight with Wolfie? <laughs> of course. Listen, I mean, if the ass switching comes, maybe it'll come, you know, I'll get some ass kissing shrapnel. Oh, my God. <laughs> ass kissing. If I tell one of the guys he did a great job at Fist Fest. Why is that ass kissing? It's no, 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 it's nothing on to, you. Listen, I don't want it's it. No we don't have to on you. play this argument over and over and over. I'm just saying it's not that you compliment Wolfie. It's just he's the only one you ever mention it. Anytime there's a talk about corresponding, you're like, that Wolfie. I just wow. mentioned you doing a great job at Gary. Right. And you okay, made it good. about Wolfie. One yeah, I, I was in a room with a guy that got that. anally fisted, but I don't go around bragging about it like it was such a good job. You go and you do the uh, job, and, and people respond what they feel about it. Oh, Mehmet's point is it's easy to do that. Following Gary and making it interesting, that's hard. No, Anybody no, 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 could no, no, go no, no, to no. ass fisting. Listen, I, I, I don't want to get into this, but my point is that, Wolfie, yes, you don't do that, but the reason you don't have to is that Mehmet, everyone does the work for Mehmet, you. Mehmet, Mehmet, do you realize how pathetic... Your life must be if you're jealous of Wolfie. There isn't a person on the planet who's jealous of Wolfie. The guy lives in the middle of the woods in fucking Pennsylvania. Got nothing going on. I mean, you know, he, he goes to a fist fest and smells yeah, foul duty. And you're jealous. Yeah. You know, Wolfie recorded Bigfoot taking a shit. Give him a compliment for Christ's sake. I say I, I, I always I learn right. from Wolfie. He's very good. Finally, but so Wolfie, right. feel good. Somebody's jealous of you. Yeah, I know. I, I mean, can't believe it. The first time for everything. Did you ever imagine? Yeah, that, <laughs> yeah. that would happen. Yeah. I mean, look at look at Wolfie's room right now. He collects superhero figurines and puts them in glass <laughs> right. cases, and you're sitting there envious. Right. I'm a, I'm a pathetic good. person. I'm pathetic. Yeah. <laughs> Give him a compliment. All right. So anyway, Mamet went out to L.A., and I guess my whole point with this is that Gary's vinyl party is a disaster. Uh, <laughs> Gary had the party. I, I mean, again, being into vinyl, it's his thing. I don't get it, but all right, fair enough. Uh, so th let me start it off here with Mamet discovered. Gary had the party at a swanky estate called the Wheelhouse. Very and, nice uh, place. and, and you said Mamet, like, he was kind of like a teenage girl. He, he had to have the right outfit on for the, for the party. Is <laughs> I, that correct? It was, I, I, it was like his quinceanera or something. The way he was walking around, like, this was his big moment to shine. Everything had to be right. The, the food, the atmosphere, and yes, the, what, even what he wore. All right. I was trying to be a little fashionable. I have a nice shirt. These are blue chinos and white Adidas sneakers. It's uh, I've worn this before, and a couple of people were like, oh, you look sharp. So I was like, I, I guess I'll do that. Tell me about the bracelets you're wearing. Oh, these are the ones I got last night at the Taylor Swift show. We talked about this earlier. These are the friendship bracelets. What do they say? One says sparks fly. One says incandescent. And one says, can you read what that one says? Uh, it says wildest dreams. Wildest dreams. He even dresses like a girl at her Sweet 16 party. <laughs> the house was perfect for Gary, according to Mehmet. It had a room with entire walls full of tequila bottles. Oh. Um, and Gary was quite happy about that. This is the tequila room. So there's all sorts of tequila. That's Herradura, which is, it's a good tequila, good for mixing. De Leon is a little bit higher end. Uh, that's uh, Ocho. Which uh, Blit gave to me for Christmas. There's three, you know, there's a lot of different versions of that. That's a Casamigos. I think that's the Anejo. Really good. That's Ravel. The guy who 
does a vinyl party at his house from L.A., the first one I went to. That's his. He makes that. 818 is um, the Kardashian one. I've heard it's just okay. Don Julio's not bad. I would go between the Casamigos only because everybody knows it and everybody likes it. And it's like tried and true. It's really good. The Ocho is, uh, is very good. The De Leon is nice. Some of these I'd actually like to try because I've never seen them before. I would try the right. tromba for no other reason than this. It seems to be an abundance of wow. it. So I'm curious if they have so many, what is it? If any fan ever wonders a- what the back office sounds like, that is pretty much what you hear uh, as the show is going on. <laughs> it's a, another show within a show going on. Right. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I, I, what is it with Gary? He's like, is he... Just an expert on it. I mean, he does have a lot of information. I got to give him that. But he assumes that everyone wants to hear so much about the tequilas. And, Howard. And, and then, Robin, doesn't it irritate you that even Gary knows that much about tequila? <laughs> like, like it, even the things he knows well, about it. I'm not sure he really knows. He's just reading labels. That's Robin's right. I know some of them. You know, there's a couple of things where he says, that's good, that's not so good, I that heard that's bad. Good. My opinion. That's but mostly, good. it's like, there's there's a bunch of bottles here, and I, I can read their names. There's Patron, there's the Costco tequila. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. So then the actual vinyl party starts, and Gary gathered the crowd. And has to explain to everyone what they're in store for. And this is where the, I, I'll be honest, he lost me on this. I, I couldn't take it. <laughs> hey, everybody. A lot of people are like, what the hell's going on tonight? Some people have been to the vinyl party. Some people haven't. This is how it started. I came out to L.A. about six or seven years ago. I have a friend, Uh-oh. Steve. He's out in the crowd tonight. And I got invited to the vinyl party. And I'm like, well, what the hell is that? They're like, we pick a theme. Everybody brings a record. And you get up and you tell your story, and we just all kind of enjoy it. We're just all vinyl fans. So, I mean, I know on paper that sounds a little nerdy, because it is, right? It's like the thing that makes it fun is that people who collect uh, or who have vinyl, they're passionate about it. And so I found that when we do these things, people get up and they tell their story. A lot of it has to do with how did they get the record? What was it? Like right about here, I tuned out. Well, Well, as soon as he said, uh, this is how it started, is this like the start of the life of Abraham Lincoln? No. (laughs) (laughs) But if you listen closely, it doesn't even make sense. Here's how the vinyl party started. I got invited to one. So there already was a vinyl party. Right. It's not the start. It's not the origin of the vinyl party. There is no start to the vinyl party. It's (laughs) bullshit. (laughs) Well, my problem is, Gary... I love Gary, but it's, he's great at using a lot of words to say nothing. Like, I still, like, I just listened to, I've heard that clip three times and I still don't know what the fuck he's talking about. <laughs> well, then you get well, into the, the actual speech he gave for his, for his album, which is, you oh, know, yeah. kind of similar. Do I have to hear that? All right, I'll do it. I'll do it for Robin, but. <laughs> so then Gary, uh, Matt was covering this thing and then Gary, after that explanation, then he gets into, he's going to start. The vinyl party, like Stamos was there. Yeah, yeah. Jimmy Jam was there. He should have probably turned the microphone over to someone else, but he goes, "All right, let me start." And then he starts explaining his choice of music that he brought. And I, I don't know. It was a lot. This is this is where I would say Gary. It kind of went off the rails a little bit. Sure. Sure. So I will begin the evening. I was in high school, Uh and the Talking Heads had a song out called Psycho Killer. 
which if you ever heard that song, I thought like, okay, this is cool, one song, this is a novelty song, whatever. Then they put out more music, and I was like, oh, wait a minute, wait a minute. These guys are the real deal. On this album, more songs about buildings and food, which is a legendary record, um, there's a song on here called Take Me to the River. And so I always thought that was a great song. And it's one of those weird things because I didn't realize for years that it was a cover song. It was originally oh. written by Al Green. Al Green wrote it. Uh, it's got a lot gun? of sexual innuendo in it. Right around the time he wrote it, about a year later, he became born again. So he never performed the song ever. But for some reason, he made it the title of his um, of his biography. So he you hear all the people talking in the background? Like yeah, they, they're I'm, tuned out too. Louder. Keep they it get down. Keep, I'm telling a very losing. intriguing story about more songs about buildings and food. So we're five minutes into this party, where you would think <laughs> well, the I'm not audience... even done yet. Yeah, the audience is going berserk. I mean, well, they're, they're yeah, starting they're, to, they're, they're going out lost. for a smoke break. Like, it, literally, this thing has just started, and all of a sudden, like, the couches are empty. Like, people are clearing out. People were going out for smoke breaks that don't even smoke. He must have some affection for the song. Uh, I'm sure you've all heard it, uh, but a couple of weird facts I found out about the song. Does everybody remember Billy Bass, that stupid fucking talking fish? Well, I found out that they licensed, they licensed Take Me to the River for that. And Al Green said he made way more money from Billy Bass than he ever made from the song. And the other weird fact I found out about this, which I, which I kind of love. I tell you, why not just say, hey, you know, I really got into the talking heads. I really dug the song Psycho Killer. And then when the album came out. Wow, it blew my mind. And then play the fucking record. I mean, what are you doing up there? Well, because the whole the, point, the whole Billy point Bass. is, the whole point is to tell a story, to tell yeah, your you're yeah, telling that twenty was a story. Yeah, here's the story. I bought Every the record. It was good. Tangents. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There were like ten because, people who conveniently got emergency phone calls. They had to take during that speech and yeah. walk outside. <laughs> sure. <laughs> well, I think David going? Byrne is Come so back. unique. Was that after this song became a big hit, he was so irritated that a song he didn't write, that a cover song became a hit, he said he'd never cover another song again. So I'm going to start off. My favorite cover is "Take Me to the River." The Apple event was more exciting. <laughs> the people who uh, stayed enjoyed it. Yeah. Things got so bad at this vinyl party that Gary kept having to shush the audience because they were interrupting and not <laughs> listening. Yeah, he Gary <laughs> stayed with this the whole evening. Yeah. He was the MC. Stop snoring. Well, you know, a lot of times once you lose the crowd, it's kind of hard to get them back. And since Gary was the guy who started, you know, for the other speakers, you did have to like kind of constantly remind people to pay attention. Yes. As I said, the only thing I ask is enjoy the music. But just when we call somebody up and we're introducing them and they're telling their story, just give them your attention for those couple of minutes. I want to bring up our next presenter. Okay, can I get your attention again? Shh. Just we're going to bring our... We're, we're, we're moving very quickly, so don't worry. Thank you uh, for your attention. Hello, hello. All right, shh. We're back. We're rolling. We're doing good. All right, thank you. Shh. All right, hello, hello. If I can have your attention. Hello, hello. Thank you, thank you. We're, we're getting towards the end of the party, so if you could just give me your patience for a couple more people, I'd greatly appreciate it. Shushing is always a good sign of a great party when you have to yell at people to quiet down and listen. Uh, shh, shut up. I need to bore you some more. Shh, 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 but, but Howard, 
How, this was, you know, people showed up voluntarily <laughs> hoping to have a good time. And they had to obviously find that good time away from what the plan was for this party. So they were entertaining themselves. And Gary says, stop it. Stop having a good time and listen to me, the, the person who's boring you. Well, we are, well, Rob, we are doing a broadcast. You know, I'm trying to get, trying to get it going. And he's shushing uh, John Stamos and Molly Shannon. I mean, you know, these are people who are not used to being shushed. I'm and you know, when Gary... House, but shut the fuck up. And when you when you when, you sh- when Gary shushes, you know, because of the lips and teeth configuration, you get a lot of spray coming out. So the audience right. did not it's appreciate it. It's like a, a weather. <laughs> it's a, a tsunami moving spray. through. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, did you know that Martin Luther King had to shush his audience when he did the "I Have a Dream" speech? <laughs> Is that right? I have a dream. Quiet. <laughs> anyway, uh, anyway, Gary was trying something, and uh... oh, okay, this is interesting. Mehmet uh, went up to Rob Cordry. Rob Cordry, yeah. Rob Cordry. To sum up Gary's speech, he Rob Cordry, one of the celebrity presenters, and Rob couldn't remember anything about Gary's speech, <laughs> and he was sitting in front <laughs> listening oh to Gary's goodness. speech. Yeah, here's Rob Cordry. What's it like being in the room with Gary? What did you think of his presentation tonight? Oh, great. He chose, um, well, remind me of the song. Do you remember the song? I was going to ask you, do you remember the song he picked? He, yes, he picked the song, the fucking song. <laughs> I, I'm telling I'm, I'll tell you right now what it is. Yep. And that song is, fuck, well, would, that usually works if I, <laughs> what, do you remember anything about his speech? Like, did you learn anything? Um, you know who's, I like Richard Blade's speech. That, he's a broadcaster, man. Right. Yeah, he learned not to come next year to the <laughs> vinyl party. That's what he learned. Rob might have uh, passed out during Gary's speech. I don't know. <laughs> sort of weird. <laughs> but, uh, you know, anyway, Gary was in all his glory. Because after the party, Gary had no perception that the party was a failure. He he loved it. And Gary, uh, here he is in his exuberance. Gary, the guests are all gone. You and I are standing alone next to an empty uh, pool area. How did it go? So much better than I thought. I mean, it was just amazing. How do you think your speech went? How did you feel about the reaction to your song? Oh, I'm really happy with my song choice. I think I probably should have spent a little bit more time explaining when I first bought the record. Like, I should have spent more time talking about buying the record. (laughs) I remember where I bought it. I went to Record World (laughs) in Roosevelt Field (laughs) in Garden City, and I bought it. It was probably $4.99, you know, back then. Uh, It's about how I got the record. My mother had this record. I bought this record. (laughs) 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 I will say, I do have to say, every single person at that party had a great time. The one who stayed. Everybody stayed. You you heard how they were having a great time. You had to keep interrupting their great time. And they still enjoyed it, Robin. A good time was had by all. They did. (laughs) Wow. Jeez. I just want to say, this was incredible. This is an amazing correspondence. Great job. You were awesome. Listen, I work with what I'm given. <laughs> oh, look who it is. It's Gary Audiobook. He has more vinyl stories if he wants to okay. share with us. 
We had one record player, and it was housed in a cabinet that was as big as a piece of furniture, like something you'd keep in the kitchen to store all your really good china. It oh. was waist high, had four sliding doors, and was stained a light brown and nearly covered an Gary, entire wall uh, of the I living. have a whole show to do. It would have fit perfectly on the set of Mad Men. Gary? At opposite ends of the piece were the speakers, also built in the cabinet. These were killer speakers. You could see them Gary. vibrate if you turned the music up too loud. Gary, the receiver and the tuner sat in the middle compartment on a shelf. You Below who? them was the turntable. Mm -hmm. You know, I spent um, I spent like four or five days with Gary while I was in L.A. to cover this. And right, if you're I interested, I put together a top five list of my top five Gary observations while I was in L.A. If you'd like to hear. I got a few for you when you're done, but go. Okay. All right. Well, <laughs> number five. I wrote it down. Gary dresses like a cartoon character. And when I say that, I mean he wears the same outfit over and over and over again. I put together, I don't know if Jason can share it, but a, a collage of the outfit. All right, enough dumping on Gary. Come on. I mean, give me a break. I mean, uh, you know what I mean. But, but, He's but, wearing uh, the same outfit today, by the way. The one that he wears over and over and over that I have a million it, pictures of him in. I have, I have, uh, I said I brought you right. This is like, that's wow. like from one week on his Instagram. And I did not plan this. I didn't tell him wear this shirt. And he shows up today in the shirt. He just really wow. likes this shirt. Well, and wears it over and over, over again. One of them is black. It, one of them is blue. It, like a cartoon character. Yes. You own like 20 of the same yes. one shirt. I have one shirt, Howard. I have a John Varvato shirt in five different colors. Evidently. Uh, you know what? I thought Mehmet was making it up, but yeah. he's not. No, no, Howard, I, I saw Mehmet's list. There is some good stuff on here. You All might right. want him to go through it. All right. What's the fourth thing you noticed? You know, number five we heard. What's number four? Number four thing I learned. Gary has to carry an ID card in his wallet to let TSA agents know that he has titanium knees. I just thought that was interesting. <laughs> I never knew that before. That <laughs> my, doc funny. my doctor gave it to me if I ever get stopped. Do you have it? No, I carry it in my bag, my, oh. in, my, in my knapsack. But yes, I do have that. I didn't know they made those. I just thought I that was really interesting. I didn't either. Right. What's number three? Number three. Okay. Gary, ha uh, Gary has one very calloused elbow. The other is mysteriously smooth. I don't know if it's because he sits like this. So that elbow. Wow. Smooth. Oh, that's so wow. funny. I, you know, my wife's always talking about my, I think I lean when I'm doing, when I'm doing the show or when I'm at my desk, I think I lean on one more than the other. That's true. It is true. And you know what I yeah, find? I wouldn't it, wear a t-shirt if I had an elbow like that. When you have a calloused elbow like that, I think what he does, he plays with it because it becomes very erotic. I don't. Like you, what, you, you press on it. I didn't yeah. know. No, you know, he probably presses into it and it stimulates uh -huh. him in some way. Yeah. I'm but telling I've, you. I've, I've never seen one calloused elbow where the other yeah. is perfectly smooth. I just thought that and was... And what is the uh, other thing that you noticed? Number two, Gary... He got, he's chronically late. The whole week we were in L.A., he was late to summer school. He was late to the really? shuttle at the hotel. I, oh, I, my God. And he's never in a rush. Like, he's just kind of no. doing this, like, here's casual what, here's what walk happened. in his sunglasses. <laughs> I, I was, I'm like, Gary, you got to go. I was late one day. I completely had the time. One day and Howard, then the next day and the next no, day. No, just one time. I had, Howard, had the time so wrong. I had the time off by half an hour. So when I was sauntering to the car, I thought I was 15 minutes early. I didn't know that about Gary. I'm, that I'm that disturbs me I'm a lot. Not late. Actually, Howard, that's just that's yeah. just a lie. I'm, no, I'm usually early. You just said you were late. Yeah, I was late that one day. And then at the no no no. But okay, but at the vinyl party, they were also like, "Where's Gary?" That's not true. I was there at fucking three right. o'clock. Listen, Dude, I, I, what was I, the I, number I, one? What is the number one? What is the You're number insane. one thing you know? I'm not what insane, is Gary. All these things have been true. Everything you said was true except for that. Okay, 
the number one thing, and you probably know this already, but I have a very specific story people told me about on this trip that I happen to witness myself. Gary has no boundaries when it comes to other people's food. <laughs> so when this party was happening, before it was happening, we were told by planners, hey, listen, this party, they're going to have like endless drinks and delicious hors d'oeuvres and delicious cookies. And you, the workers, are to have Absolutely none of it. That is for Gary <laughs> and his guests only. We're going to oh, provide God. you some lunch in like a separate closet room. So it's like, okay, that's fine. Gary is the talent and the celebrities are the talent and they get the good food. So then I'm like in the worker's closet where the worker's food is. And I was just shocked. Who is the first person in line for that food? But Gary. <laughs> and I was just like, well, oh, Gary, my. you have your and your cookies and things okay. like that. So there's well, a surprise here. Hold on, hold on. They're not allowed to talk to your second. line. Stop. Give me a second. Okay. We had we got there at three o'clock for a show that started at seven. At three o'clock they brought in forty pizzas for everybody that worked there. No, no. So for I haven't even had lunch yet. What do you mean for the workers? Everybody. Okay, but if you're gonna complain you had to go a long time without food. The food that I was privy to hadn't even arrived yet. Yeah, but but you're lunch. But so but but the workers who stayed wouldn't they weren't allowed to eat later, so they needed that pizza. Okay, so was it what did I eat the last two slices of pizza where there ten boxes left over? You were first in line. I didn't see I how much was left. I mean, could I, could I well, uh, and then the worst part is so crazy. like the workers are starving that night and he's Gary's he's full for pizza, you know, because he's eating their food. And he's got like I said, he's got like delicious cookies. He's like in their face, like taking a nibble, kind of like waving it around <laughs> as he's talking, oh, and then he like sets it on a counter. We were told like you'll be fired yeah. if you touch a cookie. I didn't and know that just, I didn't know they were told that. Wrong, you know? But, John Blitt uh, said Gary ate off his plate in Miami. Like yeah. uh, Blitt. Yeah, I mean, uh, he has no boundaries with the food. You happen to be right about that. I've heard that from we talk, other people. We talked about that. That was that was down there. And then, and then, uh, yeah, that's true. I did. I did. Yeah, do I that. know. Chris Wilding complains about that too. He said Gary has taken candy bars off of Chris's desk without asking. I mean, I hear all the reports. Uh, what goes on back there? <laughs> I Chris, am a monster. Yeah, yeah you're they, not they, a monster. But people just can't. They, like some of you know, like the blue collar guys were like, oh my god, like we, you know, we can't eat Gary's food, but he's first in line. Oh, are you blue collar? Because I thought you were the smartest guy here. You went to no, a blue I'm not, Well, listen, I'm a worker. I was working that party. I was, I was with uh, the blue. Anyway, I, I, Howard, I thought the party was fun. I enjoyed myself, and I do believe people had fun. But they it's, did. It certainly wasn't something. I did. As long as you're going to fully dump on Gary, why don't you talk about your walk on Hollywood fame, where Gary bored you because he knew too much well, about no, it every. Was just it's a, it's just another example like the tequila gary just knows so much about everything and i don't even understand why like we're just you know he's getting his 10,000 steps in we're on the walk of fame and there isn't like a name on the walk of fame that he doesn't have a 